the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Wednesday, December the 7th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On December 7th, 1941, Japan launched an air attack on the U.S. Navy base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. The United States declared war against Japan the next day. Today in 1787, Delaware became the first state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. Today in 1796, electors chose John Adams to be the second president of the United States. Today in 1963, during the Army-Navy football game, videotape instant replay was used for the first time in a live sports telecast. Today in 1972, America's last moon mission to at least to date, was launched as Apollo 17 blasted off from Cape Canaveral. I think we're about to go back to the moon very soon from what I've been reading about what's going on in space travel and so on. Today in 2001, Taliban forces abandoned their last bastion in Afghanistan, fleeing the southern city of Kandahar. Afghanistan had been pretty much purged of the brutal Taliban forces by today in 2001. In August of 2021, the United States withdrew with President Biden having signed an agreement with the Taliban, (laughs) promising to leave on a certain date, leaving behind $83 billion in some of our best military equipment just strewn across the land for China, the Taliban, whomever could figure out how to use it. $83 billion. And we still don't know how many Americans and Afghans who had worked for our government on our behalf with the promise that they would be evacuated when the United States left were all left behind. They were on their own was a very, very sad day. In fact, many historians and many experts in military activities and so on say it was, it was the most pathetic military withdrawal in history. But progressives, that's what they do. They move on. There are no fixed, fixed rules. Everything is in flux and change. So things had changed. Why would they keep a promise to the people to whom they had promised certain things? The Bible says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. I wanted to just say to our generation, to all who are listening today, God is merciful and God is in control. And God is faithful. The psalmist continues, For I have said mercy 
shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. God is faithful. God keeps his promises. God does not, cannot lie. And God is in control of all things, all the time. Only what God allows to happen, happens. Never, ever forget that. And God loves you. And he loves me. His son came to earth, born in a manger, which we're beginning to celebrate Christmas again, the birth of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, because you and I have miserably sinned and failed. And Jesus would come to live and then to die on our behalf. Jesus came to do what for, our, for us what we could not do for ourselves. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Easter. God became flesh. He lived among us. He died on a cross and he was resurrected from the dead so that you and I might have eternal life. The path to eternal life is simply accepting what Jesus Christ did, believing that he is who he said he is and was, and accepting him, believing that he has risen from the dead, believing that he is our Savior, asking him to forgive us of our sins and come into our life and our heart, change our life. We're saved. We're born again. We're transformed. And we have eternal life. And that promise is forever. God does not change or fail in his promises. We do. Because we're still imperfect, but forgiven. Well, it looks like Senator Raphael Warnock, the pastor, and I put that in quotes, the pastor from Georgia, looks like he'll keep his seat in Washington, D.C. after defeating Republican Herschel Walker, the former football player, all-time great football player. They had a runoff election yesterday in Georgia, as you probably are aware. I think most of us are. Warnock was beating Walker by about 1%, with 92% of the precincts reporting at the time uh, that the network started, including CNN and NBC and those guys. They started calling the race about three hours after the polls closed. Warnock, as expected, ran a very expensive campaign. I would say so. He far outraised and outspent Walker in both the general and the runoff elections. Warnock raised $150 million, $150.5 million through November 16th. Walker raised, the Republican, he raised $58.3 million. Warnock had about three times Walker's amount of cash on hand at the time, according to this open secrets. They, that's what they do. They follow all these reports that these politicians have to make and and then they report publicly how much money they have on hand, how much they've raised, and so on. So they're and they're pretty they're accurate almost all the time. But between the general election candidates, outside groups in the Senate race, three hundred and eighty point seven million dollars was spent through November 
29th. That easily makes that race the costliest federal election of the mid all the midterms um, recently in November. Boy, I don't know. I have never lived in Georgia. I've been in and out of Georgia several times, number of times over my lifetime. But man, I always think of Georgia as being kind of Christian. I mean, kind of religious. How can they elect a guy like this? In a in a in an interview, this pro-abortion Democrat, he's a pastor, Raphael Warnock. He was claiming just recently, just the other day. He was claiming that killing babies in abortion is somehow a Christian concept, even though it clearly results in the destruction of babies created in God's image. I'm not kidding you. How do these quote-unquote Christians in Georgia elect a guy like that? I mean, I know I understand Herschel Walker is very imperfect. I mean, all this stuff was coming out, coming out about him and former relationships and all that kind of thing. I don't know anything about that. Uh, I, but I do know that Pastor Warnock was sitting in front of the cameras at NBC and he was telling them that he's well, he's voted for abortions up to birth his whole political life. He pastors the church where Martin Luther King Jr.'s father was the pastor and Martin Luther King Jr., I, I don't know if he was officially the pastor there. I think he was, but he preached there a lot. That Ebenezer Baptist Church, very famous, historical but here's this guy, this Warnock, who's a pastor, who has now been reelected to the U.S. Senate, and he's talking to this Joy Reid on MSNBC. That's the NBC's, you know, entertainment channel or whatever. And he's voted for abortions up to birth his his whole public life, and he's talking about how he justifies killing babies. And he says it's okay from his standpoint because he is a pastor. If you don't believe this, I understand. I had to read it a couple of times and I verified it. He said, I get a lot of pushback from people who, this was just a few days ago. He said, I get a lot of pushback from people who seem to think that they own the interpretation of the gospel. Warnock said, Pastor Warnock said, I've been studying the scriptures my whole life. I'm committed to the faith. And as a pastor, I have a profound reverence for life. And as a pastor and a person of faith, I have a deep respect for choice. So I'm for abortion. I'm for choice. But I'm for the word of God because I'm a pastor. And if I say so, that somehow makes it right. This man is unstable. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. This is an example of that. You can't believe in the scripture and claim to advance and preach and teach scripture and then go, well, I'm, I'm have a deep respect for choice. That's code word for go ahead and kill your unwanted unborn child because God is okay with it. But it gets worse than that. He said, if we care about life, black women are dying three to four times the rate of white women in childbirth as a result of childbirth. He said, and so if you care about life, I'm quoting him verbatim. If you care about life, we ought to find a way and address the obvious bias in our healthcare system. Bias in our health, I mean, these people drive me crazy sometimes, not really. And Reed, this Joy Reed, she 
at that point interjects herself and she says, it's what Jesus would do. And this pastor, Warnock, newly elected to the U- re-elected to the U.S. Senate, and a pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, he says, I think it's exactly what Jesus would do. Boy, these guys owe Jesus an apology. Jesus Christ died for our sins, and it's sin to kill people you don't like or don't want, including unborn babies. Abortion is literally the opposite of what Jesus would do or say. There's over a dozen verses that prohibit murder and encourage a pro-life position. In fact, Jesus told people to obey the Ten Commandments, saying that anyone like Warnock who teaches against them will face eternal consequences. That's the messed up world we live in. That's where progressivism takes a nation, a community, and a heart. A man asked Jesus, what shall I do to, to inherit eternal life? It's in Luke chapter 18, verse 18. Jesus answered that the basic starting point was keeping the commandments. He said, then he listed five of them. He said, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, Luke 18, 20. I mean, it's real basic stuff. And in Matthew 5, 19, he said, whoever therefore breaks one of the of the least of these commandments and teaches men, so shall he uh, be called least in the kingdom of, of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. How basic can you be with the truth? And then they blame Jesus for their belief to murder unwanted, unborn children. Well, I don't know. How does the religious left justify their whole belief system? I've asked a lot of them over the years. Nobody's ever given me even a somewhat understandable answer. I don't know. I don't know how you can claim to adhere and to embrace Scripture and the God who gave his word, and yet embrace the politics of the left, the so-called progressives in America. I don't know how that works. I don't know where you have to be spiritually and mentally to get to that point. It touches every part of the culture. It isn't just abortion. I mean, clearly that's the issue. But when you buy into the far-left worldview, which is secular, progressive, it's humanist, it is in great part atheistic, it doesn't matter how many verses they, they quote, it doesn't matter if Warnock or Pelosi or Schumer or Biden or whomever say, oh, that's what Jesus would do. It doesn't matter what they say. Truth stands, and man's humanistic philosophy fails every single time. That's what's at the very core of the problems that we have in our country today. Boy, more than ever before, we need to just look to the Lord and trust in God with all of our heart. He keeps his promises. What God has said 
stands the test of time and the test of eternity. Trust the Lord with all your heart. We must not lean to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we've got to acknowledge him because that is the only path to life and health and well-being and ultimately eternal life. What people believe impacts the national sovereignty of our nation. The media have largely ignored the border crisis, but they've actively deceived Americans about how bad it is. It's unbelievable. In October, the U.S. Border Patrol caught another nine border-crossing immigrants who were on the FBI's terrorism list, adding to the already record-breaking 98 terrorists during the just-ended fiscal 2022 year. 14 during the prior fiscal year. Did you know that in June of 2022, the San Diego-based Latina Muslim Foundation noticed significant enough numbers of U.S.-bound travelers from the Islamic world to justify opening their center, their shelter, in a two-story, 8,000-square-foot building? It's an old nightclub in Tijuana, just two blocks from the border, which all who stay there intend to bypass our borders one way or another and come into the United States illegally. We see the millions who are coming into our country illegally, and it's beginning to impact the culture, and it will more so in the coming days. That isn't God's will. That isn't what God's Word teaches. God's Word teaches the sovereignty of nations and borders until such a time that time is no more and the order of God changes everything. The Bible is very clear about that. The book of Revelation, Daniel, and other other <clears throat> excuse me, books uh, outline that for us very clearly. But for now, <clears throat> in this period of time, God's will is that nations exist as nations. And he gives the reasons. I've given whole talks on that on this program. You can look it up in our... Uh, on our website, if you go in, there's a little search thing at the top, and you can look into that and read it. We'll be talking about it again. But this shelter serves as a way station for 30 to about 140 immigrants at a time. And these people coming to this center, it's a Muslim center, to help Muslims illegally come into the United States. And it's two blocks from the border. It, it's in, in Tijuana. These people that are coming to this particular place. I wrote an article on this today on our website, faithandfreedom.us. They're coming from Yemen, Syria, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Lebanon, Egypt, Morocco, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, Somalia, Chechnya, and other regions in the Middle East, North Africa, and South Asia. These are the hotspots on the planet where the terrorist organizations operate. The media avoids reporting it, while the Biden bunch just deny it. They say, oh, we don't have open borders. I mean, that little press person that he has there now says that all the time. She's wide-eyed. She looks like a deer in the headlights. She looks like she's in way over her head. And no, that's not a racist statement. It's just a fact. Todd Bensman, he wrote yesterday, Latina Muslim Foundation Director Sonia Garcia, that's this place, two blocks from the border, he said, she told me, 
she told me she is concerned that Islamic terrorists, she said she wants to help is, is Islamic people, but she doesn't want to come into the country as illegally, but she doesn't want to assist terrorists. I don't know what her real motives are, but that's what she said. She said she's concerned that Islamic terrorists may use her Tijuana shelter, and she does her best to ferret them out during the interviews. She's even called in Mexican law enforcement authorities to investigate deceptive and suspicious persons. Mexican authorities recommended that she reject two of them for shelter assistance on terrorism grounds. Well, why is she calling Mexican authorities to help take care of America and protect our borders? Well, she says it's because she said she the, the Americans won't even come and, and visit her. I mean, they're not even looking into this. She said just because they're Muslim, she said, we're not going to let them come to the United States or Mexico to hurt people. That's it. We're just not into that. We're, we're just here to help people. Well, that's kind of a normal response if that's truly her intent. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. But nothing is normal now in this crisis. Benzman said, Garcia told me the Americans have never called asking about any of the terror watch list listed immigrants crossing the border. Except she said early on when Afghans started showing up and the U.S. consulate in Tijuana came over and talked to her a little bit and talked to a couple of them. Christopher Landau, he's the former ambassador to Mexico under President Trump, he saw this story and he said eventually these guys are going to blow up something and it's going to be a huge scandal. Well, and a lot of lives are going to be lost as well. He said if I were the ambassador, and he was until Biden became president, he said if I were the ambassador, I'd be very curious about this shelter, like who is there and what kind of people are trying to come into our country. So, too, would retired FBI supervisory special agent James Conway. He led the, the post-9-11 counterterrorism programs in Mexico for years. He vetted thousands of special interest aliens. After all, in no other single shelter would these people planning these, be planning these border crossings congregate as they do in this one. Why would we not look into that? Why would we not be monitoring that when the lady that runs it says she's willing to share that information with our authorities. Conway said, I'd be all over the place. He said, the fact that these terrorist organizations that are based in some of those countries and want to bring harm to the United States, he said, this shelter that specifically caters to citizens from special interest countries two blocks from the U.S. border is helping to funnel them into the United States. He said, should certainly be a concern to law enforcement and the intelligence intelligence community, but it isn't. They haven't even bothered. They don't even check. As these Islamic people, these Muslims, come through this center two blocks from the border, and our people are too, I don't know what, busy? I know they're busy. I mean, the border guys are doing the best they can do, but what's the matter with our administration? They never even call why don't the American people know how very critical this is? The reason is that the media have not only largely ignored the border crisis, but have actively deceived Americans about how bad it is. And of course, the Biden administration is complicit with that, as the press is complicit with the administration. The Biden administration simply pretends there is no problem. Every time they're asked in a press conference, the answer is essentially, we don't have, a, we don't have open borders. It's like looking up at a blue sky and saying, it's nighttime. Mark Morgan, 
Mark Mormon, uh, Morgan is a former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and he's a visiting fellow now at the Heritage Foundation. He says, quote, since Joe Biden's first days in office, there has been an existential crisis raging at our country's southern border. He said this crisis is apparent to anyone willing to remove their political blinders and observe the reality on the ground. Sadly, though, he says, most of the political establishment in Washington, the coastal elites in their gated communities, and the open borders bureaucracy have shown they're unwilling to do that. They would, however, he says, prefer to remain ignorant, as would the corporate media. Morgan says the media have not only largely ignored the border crisis, but have actively participated in the Democrats' campaign to mislead and deceive Americans about the scope, the scale, and the causes of the crisis. One of the examples that he shares is the Arizona Republic, the newspaper. He said the other day that a couple of guys, this Raphael Carranza, Carranza, I think is the way you pronounce it, and Daniel Gonzalez, he said they wanted to speak with someone about the number of illegal aliens they came to the Heritage Foundation and talked to him and who have entered the United States since Biden took office. He said, I agreed to the interview, and despite encountering fierce resistance to the case I made, I laid it out in great detail, the facts about the number and quality of of people that have entered the U.S. under Biden. He said, in the end, the Arizona Republic published a piece that actively misleads its, its readers. Carranza, he said, whose name appeared on the byline, failed to accurately report the number of individuals who have improperly entered the country, undercounting the correct number by more than a half a million. And he said, I told him the facts, and then he reported something else. Officially, the Biden administration, the complicit press, report that more than a million illegals have crossed the border since Biden assumed the office. Morgan says Border Patrol also knows that every month a certain number of illegal aliens slip across the border and are not further tracked. They're just in the country. We don't know where they are. It didn't take many people to pull off 9-11 if they have the will and the willingness to take their own life. I, I, What's the matter with us? And it isn't only the Arizona newspaper. Morgan says most of the time these outlets are content to simply ignore the crisis, pretending it doesn't exist. But he said when they weigh in, they either miss the truth or willingly mislead the public. Well, I'll tell you, a recent Los Angeles Times op-ed asserted that there is no question there is a crisis at the border, but it's a humanitarian crisis, they said, just a few days ago. It's humanitarian crisis. We need to allow more people to illegally come into America because there is a humanitarian crisis, and on and on it goes. I I put a number of other examples in the article that I wrote today on our website. This is posted there, and it's quoted by a few other people from time to time. We're quoted, but it's on our website, faithandfreedom.us. But this is why the public trust is near an all-time low for the news media. We need to be informed. We need to know what's going on, and we need to know that the media is misleading America by all accounts. And most people, a majority of people, know it. Thank you for your support. It allows us to be here each day. We need your support. 
thank you in advance. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Thanks for being here today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.